In today's In-Ear Insights, let's talk about a technology for analytics that you may or may not have heard of and do a little bit of explaining about it. It is called server-side tagging, and this is a technology that is being deployed by companies like Google with Google Tag Manager and with companies like Facebook with their conversions API. So, Katie, where do you want me to start explaining <laughs> server-side <laughs> tagging? <laughs> Well, we should probably start with the definition, but let me see if I, at a basic level, understand it. So when we're talking about tagging, we're talking about something like a Google Tag Manager, for instance. And so typically you add the container to your website, but server-side tagging means that you would, instead of having to update your the tags on your website, you would maybe update it in like a cloud solution instead. Is this, am I even close? You, you, you are sort of close. Okay, so here's how, the, <laughs> here's what this thing is. Server-side tagging refers to running a server, typically in the cloud, um, that is an intermediary that handles data and sends it places. So you still install a snippet of some kind on your website, right? Uh, typically, like with Google Tag Manager, there's a server-side cloud snippet of some kind that you put on your website. There is this server that you buy from any company, Amazon, Google, whatever. Um, you give it your own domain name, right? Uh, so it'd be like analytics.trustinsights.ai would be the name of that server. <laughs> and on our website, we'd have a little snippet saying, you know, send our raw uh, HTTP data to analytics.trustinsights.ai. On that server, you have code that runs that takes in this raw data and says, okay, where do you want me to send this stuff? Uh, and that's where Google Tag Manager runs. So Google Tag Manager, instead of running on our website, actually runs on the server. It says, oh, okay, you want me to send this data, you know, like a card dealer, send this data to Google Analytics, send this to Facebook, send this to Twitter, and so on and so forth. And it, par it, it parcels out the data and sends it to all those places. Now, the reason that you would do this, because it is a, a very elaborate, complicated setup, mm -hmm. is because of privacy reasons um, and control of data. When you use server-side tagging, that server that's running this code is yours. So it, like, it would be a Trust Insights server with a Trust Insights domain name. So most things like ad blockers and other things would be saying, I'm looking for you know, a, a, a little piece of code that goes to um, analytics.google.com or tagmanager.google.com is looking for those domain names um, inside our, our, our the code on the website. It, instead, it would see analytics.trustinsights.ai and it would say, oh, well, this is trustinsights.ai and here's analytics.trustinsights.ai. It's part of the same service where I don't need a third-party cookie. I don't need to worry about cross-domain. You know, so an ad block would be more like to say, you know what, I'm just going to let this run because it looks like it's all the same domain. And then it takes the it, we send that data to our server, and then on that server we control where it goes, right? So we control it. Send this data to Google Analytics. Send this data to Facebook, etc., and so on and so forth. From a regulatory perspective, that's a good thing because it means that the data has a chance to be intercepted before it gets sent on to a third party. 
So if there's something like a consent form or a specific type of, of website hit or a part of the website that shouldn't be tracked at all, instead of trying to manage that with Tag Manager, you can you control it on the server and meet those regulatory requirements to say, okay, I'm going to intercept any hits to say our member login page. Maybe you're a healthcare company. I'm going to intercept any hits to the member login page and not send them anywhere. I'm just going to just trash them. And so you'd be preserving that data and keeping it safely away from um, anything that would violate HIPAA requirements, as an example. So that's that's what server-side tagging is and why it is a valuable and valid thing to do with the caveat that it's very complex to set up. All right. So I have about a million questions because you just said a lot of things and my brain is trying to keep up. So first and foremost, when you say buy a server, you're not... you. Are, you can physically buy a server, but likely what you're doing is you're like buying a little bit of real estate on an existing server, um, you know, neighborhood, for example. And so these servers like, you know, Amazon and Google and IBM, all the big players, they have these neighborhoods set up and then they have these like, you know, for lack of a better term, little houses that you can say, I want to rent this house, or I want to rent this house, I need a really big, you know, five bedroom house, or I just need a little cabin, based on what you're doing. So I just wanted to clarify that point first of you're really just renting space in an existing neighborhood. So that's exactly. point number one. <sighs> point number two is you can obviously you can set up, you know, your tag manager instance without doing server side tagging. The difference, if I'm understanding correctly, and this is a big if, if I'm understanding correctly, is the data when Tag Manager fires because of one of the triggers that you set up, whether it be like, you know, page view or click or a video view or whatever the trigger was, if you don't have server-side tagging set up, then the data just goes into straight into Google Analytics and you might lose some of the data because of privacy or because, you know, an ad blocker kicked in or, you know, a cookie or whatever kicked in. If you're doing it on the server side, so if you're having the data go pass through the server, then you're basically saying, nope, this data is safe. You don't have to strip off pieces of the data instead. Is that, am I following correctly? Somewhat. Okay. So. When you're when you go to browse a website, when you go to browse the Trust Insights website, Tag Manager, because of JavaScript, runs in your browser, right? So you so your browser is sending is you know basically runs Tag Manager and then sends that data to those places, and that mm -hmm. can be blocked. That can also be intercepted by hostile code, things like that. Um, and the cookies are Tag Manager's cookies essentially at that point. When you run server side tagging your browser no longer runs Tag Manager. Your browser is just running, talking to the web server. The web server is funneling data to the analytics server, to the server side tagging. Mm -hmm. Tag Manager runs there. So it no longer runs on your computer, which means that it can't be intercepted. It can't be hacked Got midstream. It. It's all being sent somewhere else. And then we, as the marketers, the marketing technologists, take that server, and then we take the data coming in, the raw data coming from our server, and we process it on our server and then send it places. Okay. 
And by places, you mean it could go to BigQuery, it can go to SQL, it can go to Data Studio. When you say it goes to analytics, like, so it doesn't automatically go back into analytics because that might it, not be where it belongs? That's correct. It's up to you. You decide where it is that you want it to go. So you can say, I want this to go, you know, as data comes in, funnel it straight to Google Analytics. Or as data comes in, um, you know, filter it and, and remove this stuff before sending it to analytics. So, for example, if you've got a known network of spam bots, um, you can filter them out in Tag Manager, absolutely. But you can also, if you're using server-side tagging, say, I'm just going to reject this, this traffic entirely. And I'm not even going to try to process it with Tag Manager. I'm just going to say, out. Mm-hmm. And so what, without scrambling my brain, what is it that's so complicated about setting up server-side tagging as opposed to setting it up straight in Tag Manager? Because I assume you still have to set things up in Tag Manager. You do. Um, so there's a few different things that are a little bit complicated, more complicated with it. Um, first, you have to set up the server itself. You have to provision the service. So if you are, if you don't have an IT department, um, that can get a little uncomfortable um, because you have to be able to work with Amazon, you know, AWS or Google Cloud or whatever um, to to manage it. So that's part one. It's it's not the easiest thing to provision a, a cloud server like this uh, and run it. And then two. It's a totally different environment. It's a very different version of tag manager so here's uh the trust insights environment i'm going to go into tags here i'm going to create a new tag and you'll notice there's not much in here right there's in fact there's very 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 little in here there's ga4 universal analytics and then http this means that if for anything outside the google marketing platform you have to write the code to talk to it like they don't want to there's there's no pre-existing uh, easy templates to set up so and you'll notice it's not something as simple as like putting your facebook id you actually have to write the http requests specify the method and then build these http requests that go to facebook or twitter or whatever so you have to be able to understand how say facebook reads um analytics code and then send it to them in the format that they are expecting. That can be a little bit tricky. Um, it obviously exists as something that is you know, relatively straightforward, but it's, it, it's not as easy as Tag Manager. When you look at the triggers, this is all you get, right? You either get an event or a view. Um, so all the things like form submission and all the stuff that we're used to in regular Tag Manager is not here because this version of Tag Manager is not running on the customer's web browser. This version of Tag Manager is running on a server, so it's getting raw data in, and we are essentially refining and filtering it and sending it back out. So we have to specify, like, I want to set, you know, I want to look for this particular type of event um, and and manage and process it. So when we look at built-in variables, right? That's all you get. So all the things like scroll depth are missing, YouTube video plays, all the stuff that we're, we're again we're used to in regular Tag Manager is not here. Um, and you have to build your own things. And lastly, there's a client thing here, which is what is the piece of code that runs on our website? We have to connect this version of Tag Manager to it. It's a lot of plumbing. So this version of Tag Manager requires substantially more technical expertise than regular Tag Manager does. This version, you need somebody who can write JavaScript code 
to talk to the various endpoints that you know, Facebook or Twitter or the MarTech system of your choice uh, uses. If you use HubSpot, you would have to write custom code to connect this version of Tag Manager to HubSpot. Um, that's what makes it so different. Is it's a it's a totally different way. Of, it's it's the same raw data, but it's being processed in a different place, and it's being handled in a different way. So it sounds like there's two big things there. One is I'm assuming because this is just how the world works. Every single system that you are trying to connect to probably wants you to connect in a slightly different way. So you can't just create a template and swap out, connect to Facebook or connect to Twitter or connect to HubSpot. Every single one of them is going to be like, no, I like to do it this way. And so it's going to have to be different code. And then I would imagine that it's not just a one and done with coding. There's maintenance. There's making sure you fix things once they break. There's making sure that there's, alert set up to let you know that something broke and then troubleshooting to find out where the thing broke because I don't know Facebook decided to change something and you know put in an extra period and didn't tell you and you spend three days trying to fix the the gosh darn thing yes so for example Facebook says here are the the parameters you must code to if you want to send us data so if you have different forms on your website, for example, like email, first name, last name, you have to create a connector in Tag Manager um, to handle those fields. So now if every form on your website has the exact same fields, then yeah, you can build one connector uh, in, in, tag, in server-side Tag Manager and connect it. But if you've got different forms with different fields on them, you now have to create a separate connector to pass that raw data um, for the, each of those forms to Facebook if you want Facebook's conversion API to say, yes, I see this conversion has happened. Um, so yeah, this, there is definitely more maintenance for it. Um, and it requires much tighter integration between marketing and MarTech and, and straight up IT. So it sounds like the in the pro column, you're going to get more of that raw data that it's not that it gets around privacy because you're still following, you know, HIPAA and PHI and PII best practices, but it prevents your data from getting caught in, uh, you know, spam traps or ad blockers or, you know, these third party cookies. So that's in the pro side, the con side is the amount of work and maintenance it takes to get the thing set up. And so it's not just like taking, you know, Google's tag manager course and be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Depending on how complex your MarTech stack is, the more systems you have, the longer it will take to set up, but also maintain this system and make sure it's not breaking. Exactly. Because as you saw from the interface itself, this is a totally different version of Tag Manager mm -hmm. with more technical requirements. So your average marketer can't go in there and say, hey, we're deploying a new campaign. Let's roll, you know, put out a new tag. You know, you choose from the template and boom, you're done. It doesn't work that way anymore uh, in this system. The other aspect that makes this important is that Google has said, I think it was at last year's Google Marketing Platform uh, event, that they expect up to 40% of conversions to be lost due to, you know, third-party cookies, and a variety of other things. Um, when you use server-side tagging, you can dramatically reduce that number 
you may lose, you know, five or ten percent of of conversions instead of thirty to forty because, again, you're taking your raw data, you're sending it to a server that you own, and thus all but the most strict, you know, um, uh, script blocking stuff will not intercept it, and that and thus you can recover more of your data. It's one of the reasons why Facebook is telling all of its advertisers you should use server-side tagging because you know, we're losing like 80% of our conversion data because of things like the iOS 14 change and stuff like that. So in terms of use cases, people who should consider server-side tagging are the ones who make probably big financial decisions based off of you know, their goal completion data, for example if that's the only system of record that they're using, as opposed to, you know, goal completion data plus CRM data plus other sales data. So, you know, it's it sounds like it's a lot to set up, but once it's set up, you'll get more accurate data. But you really need to think through, is the data that I get without server-side tagging good enough to give me an understanding of what's going on or am I so reliant on my data that comes from Tag Manager to make my business decisions that I really need to invest in this? I would say if you are running big money ads on Facebook, on Twitter, on any third-party network, um, you should be using server-side tag. Like if you're spending, I'd say if you're spending five digits or more a month uh, or more per month on those services, you should be running server-side tagging because there's a good chance you are losing so many conversions that your return on ad spend is wildly off. Your return on investment is wildly off. Um, and to your point, you can't make good decisions about it because you have no idea what's converting and what's not. Um, that would be the, the number one use case for this. If you are spending you know, five digits or more on, on any ad network, You've got to be using server-side tagging to cap if you want to accurately capture the performance of your ads. Can we say that with the caveat of it depends on the kind of ad you're running? And so if you're running an ad, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, Facebook, you can stay completely within the Facebook ecosystem and never go to a website or with you know, uh, a Google ad, maybe your target is a link click versus a conversion. Would those be it, exceptions to that use case? Certainly, if you never leave the ad system, like if you never leave Facebook, if you're doing like Facebook lead generation, then yes, that would be an exception. You would not need service-side tagging because there's no, there's no analytics stream to intercept. Um, and yeah, I guess in the example of um, again, if your conversion is just sending traffic, then yeah, you probably wouldn't need to, to do that um, for just an awareness campaign, for example, or just sending clicks to a website. But if you are trying to measure any kind of, of conversion that occurs on a site that you own and you're spending big money, then yeah, you need to, to implement server-side tagging. Okay, so... <sighs> Is that so for Trust Insights, we don't do those kinds of ads. Um, so is that something that with our type of business where our goal 
completions are things like the contact form and the newsletter form. I'm assuming that for us, server-side tagging is not as high a priority. It isn't as high a priority. Um, we obviously still have it set up because we want to learn how to do it. Um, but also, uh, particularly with GA4, it helps GA4 complete its uh, inferred conversions data. So one of the things that Google Analytics 4 does that is different than, than Universal Analytics is it has uh, some machine learning in the back end where Google is, says, hey, we know some of the data is missing. Uh, so we're going to guess, we're going to infer how many conversions you likely would have had based on whatever signals data we have. Now, obviously, if you have server-side tagging, there's a lot more raw data for Google Analytics to parse and say, hey, you know, here's something that you, here's a goal completion, right? Somebody got to this thank you page. Um, and the regular GA script didn't catch it, but the server-side tagging one did. So we're going to say, okay, well, let's bring these, you know, mesh those two things together. And it gives you much more accurate conversion numbers. Okay. So let's say you are a marketer like me and your brain is a bit scrambled after this conversation. Where would someone who isn't Chris Penn get started? Is there you know, trainings for this? Is there documentation or is it just, you know, go ask Trust Insights to help you? So every vendor has their own server-side recommendations. Like if you go and read through Facebook's documentation, they have a whole thing for setting it up. The big challenge right now is that every vendor is sort of siloed. So Facebook says, you know, set up a container on AWS. Well, you don't need to do that. You can do it inside server-side tag manager. It's not that hard once you've gotten server-side tag manager running. But nobody is saying, oh yeah, use Google's system as the master container and then do all, all your service sites to processing in there. And so there really isn't good, as good documentation out there for setting it up the way you would set up normal client-side tag manager, where like you put in your Facebook tag and your Twitter tag and all that stuff. You put everything in one place, which is sort of the benefit. If you were to naively just follow the instructions of the different vendors, you'd have five or six different servers running, um, you, know, you know, each with its own uh, tags, and that's unnecessary overkill. So you would really want to... One, get tag server-side tag manager up and running first. I think that's priority number one. And Google has some documentation about how to do that. Then, second, you start reading the documentation for the ad system of your choice or, what, or the MarTech system of your choice. <clears throat> and you look for those HTTP um, request handlers in the documentation. And that's what you code into server-side tag manager. That's step two. And then step three, obviously, you verify that the data is flowing correctly. Okay, last question. Uh, is server-side tagging an all or nothing? So if you set up server-side tagging, does everything have to flow through it? Or can you have some data that flows through server-side tagging and some data that doesn't? Um, it is not all or nothing. And in fact, regular client side and server side are designed to complement each other. So Facebook and their documentation, for example, says, if you're running server side, you obviously, you know, set that as you, in your account settings, then Facebook will look at the client side stuff and the server side stuff, and try to pair them up um, and, and match them up so that you don't get, you know, duplicates. Um, 
in there. And once things are matched up, it's going to look for the anomalies, the stuff that's sticking out from server side that the client side didn't capture and say, okay, these are the extra conversions that client side missed because iOS 15 didn't send them, you know, block the data. Um, and so there, there is strong benefit into running both systems parallel to each other. Okay. Well, I think that is all the new information that my brain can take in today. Uh, you know, I mean, but it's, it's all very helpful. It's just for, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me as the non-technical person on the team, it's a lot to wrap your head around. Like I understand all of it conceptually, but if you asked me to sit down and do it, I'd probably stare at my computer for very, very, very long time and just start praying. It is, it is definitely something you probably are going to partner with a technical resource on. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to partner with the technical resource on, but the more, you know, this this is sort of the the benchmark. The more inaccurate your current reporting is versus your you know whatever your ground state truth is. Like if you have mm -hmm. a CRM and your CRM records a hundred conversions, and your Google Analytics or your Facebook Analytics records twenty, right? You know you've got a data problem, and server side tagging may be the solution to bring that number closer to the ground state truth that you're calibrating on. Um, and depending on how much of your marketing decisions come out of your analytics systems, that will dictate the necessity of it. I think for, again, for any big company and any company that's spending big money, it's mandatory. Um, and it's going to get, it's only going to get increasingly important as privacy restrictions increase, um, as you get more regulation. It's one of those things that at some point, every technologically sophisticated marketing team will have to do. So just like everything else, it's better to get started now versus waiting until it's enforced upon you and start with your use cases, start with your requirements, start with figuring out what data is the most important so that you can prioritize. Exactly. You know, start early. <clears throat> that way you get some time to kick the tires. You're not going to wreck you know, your, your, your company or blow up your website doing it. Um, what's more likely, likely to happen is if you get it wrong, nothing happens because it's not sending data properly. Gotcha. So, <clears throat> um, if you've got questions about this and you want to ask them, pop on over to our free Slack group. Go to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers where you and over 2,400 other marketers are asking and answering each other's questions every day. And wherever it is you watch or listen to the show, uh, you can find it on a platform of your preference at trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast. Uh, we've got pretty much every place you'd want to consume podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.